one thing that's really important for us to remember as we approach Scripture is keeping things in context, but also even just looking at, like, where were we last week and and where is the Lord leading us this week? So we're in this series called, called No Turning Back. So last week we looked at the strange way that Jesus started his Lent, his journey. He began with the Holy Spirit. And we looked at who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does. And we were challenged each day to get on our knees in a posture of surrender and just pray the words, come Holy Spirit, let the fire fall three times each day. So that's the context of last week, but also geographically, the context makes a big difference today too. So where is the Jordan River? It's right next to the Dead Sea, the lowest place on earth. That's where Jesus starts his mission because he wants to bring all those who feel low higher He wants to let them know who they are in the Father's eyes. So today we're in Mark 9, like right before this in Mark 8, Jesus first predicted his passion to his apostles for the first time. In the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 16, he just told them that he was going to suffer for them. And and Peter tries to pull him aside and says, Lord, God forbid that you suffer. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And then it says six days later, after conversing about this reality of his passion for us, that he discerned that three people were called to go up the mountain with him. So he's going from this, this low place and he's going higher. And as I was, I was meditating upon this particular gospel, just meditating over your faces, your hearts, over this campus, I got stuck. I don't know if you ever felt stuck uh, in prayer for or stuck um, with the scriptures or just stuck in your, your life, like why, why am I not moving forward? Because I just imagine us being there with Jesus and, and Jesus saying, hey, we're going to go up the mountain. I, I want to lead you somewhere new. And I saw a lot of us afraid. And Jesus is, is jumping and he, he's, he's jumping and he's just like, come on, let's go. Like, I, I, I got to show you something. This is super, super important. It's, it's going to change your life. And a lot of us just froze. There's like flight, fight, or freeze, right? Some of us, we just freeze. And then he just begins like, he's like, trying, he's like going to each one of us. Hey, like, I, I want to bring you up the mountain. I want to bring you up the mountain. I want to bring you up the mountain. Like, let's go. Like, it, and, and, and a lot of us just, just froze. We didn't, we didn't move. And then he began to weep and just go up to us one by one in my imagination and just go up to you face to face and say, why don't you want to come with me? Why don't you trust me? What's the matter? I just imagine, just imagine a lot of us just different lies we believe in. Like lies that I'm not, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not good. Or lies that I, I can't trust you because I've just been burned so many times, Jesus. I just can't take the pain anymore. Things aren't ever going to get better. I, I can't go. And some of us, it was... I'm just too busy. Like, I, I have so much on my plate right now. I can't handle one more thing, Jesus. Some of us were just focused on our sins, thinking that if he really knew us, that he would scold us or do something um, to shame us. And, and the thing is, I think it's because a lot of us, we have to remember that our, our image of God is incomplete. And, and most likely for a lot of us, it's wrong. Our image of God is, is incomplete or, or at least slightly off or it's wrong. 
and Jesus came to restore the image of the Father. And, and that's hard because I think a lot of us, we, we've grown up with this sense of, you know, God is, is, is super wrathful. So if, if, um, if he, you know, sent his son and he, and he killed his own son, like, I don't want a part of that. Like, he's mean. And if, 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 that's, our, if that's our image of God, like, we, we, we need healing in our image of who God is, especially as father. Because when, when Jesus, like, he, ra- he, he brings, um, the Greek says that he had to drag Peter, James, and John up the mountain. So if you're kind of stuck, like, sometimes the Lord, you say, just, Lord, just drag me, just get me up there. And, and he's transfigured before them because he wants to show them who he truly, truly is, that he's indeed the son of God. He indeed is a second person of the Trinity. And that this bright light shines from him. And it's so bright and it's so, uh, just so moving of who Jesus is. Like Peter, he doesn't want to leave. He says, he says, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. It is good that we are here. He was so moved by who Jesus truly is. And then we hear the father speak for the last time in all of scripture. And he says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Like, this is, this is my son who's, who's taken on sin, who's the one who wants to go to war with sin and death to win you back because you're, you're family to me. Like, I want you back. You're worth the trouble. And when we, and when we think of just the first sin and the damage it's done to humanity, a lot of us, we're right there with Adam and Eve. When the first sin happened the original sin, also the original lie started. God's, God's withholding something from you. So if you go up there with him, you're not going to be happy. He does not want you to be happy. We're just in that state of, of, of wondering what, what it is like. Um, but Jesus came, again, came to reveal the Father. And we have to remember that this is very personal to Jesus. This is his dad. <laughs> He wants to, you to know who you are in the Father's eyes. And we come to listen to him, and I encourage you, you know, spend time with the scriptures and, and, and look at just what the Father is like. Jesus says, anyone who has seen, has seen me has seen the Father. That's, what, that's where Peter and James and John, they're drawn up into who God really is in the person of Jesus. And it's so good, they, they, they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave. I think for, for a lot of us, it, that's hard because maybe we didn't have a dad or we didn't have a good father or a male figure that was supposed to be like a dad or like a father. Like, they did something bad. And that, that's like, I just want to reverence that because that's like super hard to wipe off the image of my dad or, or father or whoever it is um, off of God the Father. Like so often when we're, when we're broken, we don't want to go into those hurt places so what we do is we project out our brokenness onto, onto society. So many, for, for so, so many of us, we, we don't want to go in and go to those broken places and let Jesus heal and redeem it. So, so I project my brokenness out onto humanity. And if like we think God the Father isn't good, there's an invitation for, for, for healing from that. If we think... Like God is up there shaking his head at us and like, like just wondering like, what in the world are you doing with your life? We don't know the Father. 
And again, what the Holy Spirit does, we, we read last week and spoke about last week in Romans 8. It says, we have, we have not received a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption, in which we cry out, Abba, Father. So when you were baptized, like you were, you were transferred from the house of the evil one into the house of the Father, who always wants you, who's always excited to be with you, and wants, wants you. And he wants you to know that he's trustworthy. And you can give him, you can surrender to him. I think for, for a lot of us, like, we fear that God is trustworthy or he's not a good father. Or he'd find something in us that's repulsive, but that's, that's not it. And if we're at the bottom of the mountain, he's, he's calling us higher. He's calling us higher so we can spread the gospel on his campus, share the person of Jesus on his campus. We've got to get over our fears. And a lot of our fears, they, they're, they're tied up in these lies, again, that you're not good enough or you're a burden. Nobody wants you around. Like, you can't do it. Like, those are all, all whispers from the evil one. And Jesus has come to reveal the Father to us. So the challenge last week was to pray the words, Come Holy Spirit, let the fire fall three times each morning on our knees. The challenge this week is I want you to spend time with, with a crucifix. And just gaze upon Jesus on the cross. And pray to the Holy Spirit for Jesus to show you what the Father is actually like. Like ask the Holy Spirit to bring you to God the Father through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Because we can't stay at the bottom of the mountain just wondering, like, well, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm damaged goods, whatever it is. Like Jesus comes to set captives free. To give sight to the blind, right? Liberty to captives. To heal the brokenhearted. But then, like, once we've been given sight, once we've been set free, once our heart has been healed, then we got to go help other people because if we keep seeing our culture projecting brokenness on the broken, like it's, that doesn't make us different. That doesn't make us a true follower of Jesus. And the thing is, again, the Lord works through broken vessels all the time. He never said, hey, um, in order to follow me, you got to be perfect. You can't have any sins. And, you know, that's not what he said. He said, if you want to follow me, you must first of all deny yourself. So it's no longer what you want. And renounce the world. Renounce it all. Disciples were known as people who renounced all their possessions. They renounced everything for the sake of the kingdom. And there, there was a cross to carry with that. And that was a sign that they were a follower of Jesus. So will you take up the challenge? Will you ask the Holy Spirit through the sacrifice of Jesus to reveal to you what the Father is actually like. And one thing is, we can renounce lies and we can declare truths. It's super important to be aware of what the lies are in your life. But the more important thing is, is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like, wouldn't it be... Wouldn't it just be good, as Peter said, wouldn't it be just be good to see what Jesus is actually like, to experience the Father and the fullness of the Holy Spirit instead of wondering? 
And, and if Jesus really did come to reveal the Father to us, when he says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, and the Father says, this is my beloved Son, listen to him, that means he has things he wants to tell us. He has words he wants to speak to us. He has places he wants to bring us that are beyond what you and I could ever imagine in all its goodness and truth and beauty. So before Frankie sings a song for us as we did last week, just to enter more deeply into the spirit of prayer and into just going up the mountain and letting Jesus reveal the Father to us, we're just going to renounce one lie in Jesus' name and we're going to declare one truth. So if you could just repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus I, renounce the lie I renounce the lie that God is not a good father. In the name of Jesus, I declare the truth that God is trustworthy. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.